Hey everyone, welcome back to The Haunted Corner. I'm Ashton, and today I have a highly requested follow-up on the Haunted Road series. This is volume three. And this topic was requested by one of our Patreon supporters named Wendy. And Wendy shared one of her own experiences with the first spooky road on our list. So let's get into it. Up first, we're heading to Griffith, Indiana to discuss a popular road called Reader Road. This five mile road once connected Griffith to Merrillville and has been inaccessible by cars since the 70s or 80s. It now sits abandoned behind a gate, slowly being taken back by nature. Reports of hauntings date back long before the road was closed off, with the most popular story involving a young woman named Elizabeth Wilson. The story goes that Elizabeth was traveling down Reader Road when the car she was riding in careened off the road and she was thrown into the swamp where she drowned. Local lore includes a story of a teenager who was driving down Reader Road in the 70s when he came upon a young woman with long blonde hair standing on the side of the road. He was forced to stop his car and he offered a ride to the woman who explained that her car had gone off the road and she was in need of a ride home. As the two made their way down the road, the young woman gave directions to her home. But just as the car passed Ross Cemetery, the woman vanished. And many people believe that the woman was Elizabeth Wilson. Strange lights, noises, and shadows have been reported along Reader Road. But the road was known for many other dark things as well. It was reportedly a hot spot for the mafia to dispose of their victims, as well as the location of several suicides. But one of the creepiest tales involves an abandoned white chapel. It's said by many that if you walk down Reader Road for an hour and a half, you'll come across a small white chapel from the early 1900s. And if you listen close enough, you might be able to hear the screams of the members of the church congregation who were massacred by their pastor. He was said to have been mentally ill, and one day he locked his congregation in the chapel and burned it to the ground. People have reported hearing screams, seeing flames, and even apparitions of the victims. Wendy, our Patreon supporter, described her experience when she walked down Reader Road in a message to me. She said that she walked down the road for a while before coming across the church and hearing the screams. Shortly after, the apparition of the pastor approached her before disappearing into thin air. Absolutely not. Other strange experiences on Reader Road involve unexplained mists, noises, and lights. There's also a report of the shadow of a man often seen walking along the railroad tracks that parallel Reader Road. He's sometimes seen carrying a lantern, and many are convinced that this is the spirit of an engineer who fell from a train in the 40s and was killed. I'm going to round us out with an urban legend about Reader Road. This came from a newspaper article from the Times on October 25th of 1985, just in time for spooky season. A young couple drives to Griffith's Reader Road one evening to park. The car runs out of gas, so the boy decides to walk back into town to find a gas station. He tells his girlfriend to wait in the car with all the doors locked. The wind comes up, and the girl hears a branch scraping the car roof. Time passes, but her boyfriend doesn't return. Finally, panicked, the girl rushes from the car, then looks back over her shoulder. 
Her scream pierces the night. Her dead boyfriend is hanging upside down from a tree branch directly over the car. His class ring has been scraping the car roof. He has paid the price of disturbing the ghost's haunt. Up next, we're heading to Wildwood, Missouri to discuss Zombie Road, whose name should raise a red flag all on its own, but the road is said to be one of Missouri's most haunted places. Originally known as Lawler Ford Road and located along the Al Foster Trail, the 3.6-mile-long road located in Wildwood, Missouri gained its notorious nickname of Zombie Road in the 50s, and after learning of its history, it's pretty easy to see why. The road was originally built in the 1860s to provide access to the Merrimack River and the railroad tracks that ran along it. During the day, the road is now largely inaccessible by car and is turned into a nature trail that is still open and available to pedestrians and bicyclists alike. At night, however, the trail closes and trespassers have been ticketed in the past. The darkness brings an entirely different ambiance to the area, and this is when things take a turn. Visitors to the zombie road during the night have reported seeing strange and unexplained lights, hearing noises when no one is there, and seeing many, many different and specific apparitions. The location of the road, according to many, has a lot to do with its reported hauntings. Al Foster Trail, also known as Zombie Road, is the site of one of the largest Native American burial grounds in the United States. This would explain the multitude of stories that involve sightings of apparitions that appear to be Native American. Those traveling the road at night have reported witnessing the spirit of someone dressed in traditional Native American clothing appearing in the area before vanishing. These spirits are said to not feel malicious or harmful in any way, more like they're just there protecting the ground. Other reported hauntings involve the apparitions of Civil War-era soldiers who appear in the tree line wearing what looks to be real gray Confederate uniforms. When approached or called to, the apparitions disappear in the forest before anyone can reach them. Again, the location. It's said that the road played a large role during the Civil War and many bloody brawls occurred there throughout time. The road was previously used to transport materials and tools for several different industries, from trucks carrying gravel to mining companies transporting gear and tools. The road was traveled by many, and in that time, many accidents occurred, some of which were fatal. Stories of Zombie Road have included the sighting of quarry workers who still show signs of their injuries from an accident that took their lives. Other spooky sightings involve a man who appears near the railroad tracks, a reported victim of a train accident where he was run over on the tracks. He appears as a blue, grayish light near the site of the accident, and this wasn't the only one. A woman named Della Hamilton McCullough was reportedly also hit by a train in the area, and she is said to be haunting the area to this day, screaming at visitors who are brave enough to walk the road. Others have reported seeing a group of four children dressed in period clothing crossing the road before disappearing into the trees. But most shockingly, and the reported story behind the nickname of the well-known road, involves a man named the Zombie. His true identity is unknown, and he may be an urban legend, but it's said that he was responsible for many disappearances in the area. (laughs) 
So if you're planning to visit Zombie Road, only do it during the day. Up next, we're heading to California to discuss Ortega Highway, also known as Highway 74. This beautiful road, which was built in the 1920s, winds through the mountains and involves high speeds and sharp turns, which leads to several fatalities each year. But the scariest part of this highway can't always be seen. The 44-mile stretch of road has a bit of a checkered past. The vast stretch of road has been known as a dumping ground and hiding spot for criminals. The infamous freeway killer dumped the body of 14-year-old Glenn Norman Baker of Huntington Beach along the Ortega Highway in 1980 after molesting and strangling him. A CHP officer was beaten by a pair of motorcyclists in the area. A man and woman were found shot to death in their car along the highway in 1999. And even more gruesome, two men reportedly murdered their mother and dumped her headless and handless body down a cliff near mile marker 14. So, yikes. All of this has contributed to the creepiness along the highway. But that isn't all. There's a Quest Diagnostics, which is a medical clinic located along the highway, which is the site of many strange phenomena. Many after hours. The street lights near the clinic are known to flicker on and off. Technicians have been called out to check into the cause, but they've never been able to determine one. Many people have also reported glowing lights that move along the bushes and through the trees. Along with the random flickering lights, electronics are, are said to malfunction in the area and at Quest Diagnostics. So along with the street lights flickering, a creature has been spotted climbing to the top of one of the street lights and ter- terrorizing passerbys. Witnesses have described the creature as an evil skeletal carcass that sits on top of the light, watching everyone who travels the road. In the 1970s, a group of psychic researchers recorded EVPs in the old Mission Cemetery located where Ortega Highway intersects with Rancho Viejo Road. They reportedly captured the voice of a boy who said, I'm scared. The only thing scarier than ghost children are ghost nuns. And this highway features ghost nuns. A legend states that three nuns were murdered in the area and continue to hang around. They've been seen standing alongside the road, and witnesses report the nuns' blue eyes shine in the dark and their faces glow brightly. Nope. No thank you. But wait, it gets worse. At least for me. If you know me, you know that I hate clowns. And of course, the Ortega Highway is known for its resident clown. Near the Quest Diagnostics building, standing on the side of the road, a shadowy figure with the distinct look of a clown has been spotted several times by passersby. Most people just shake their heads and continue driving, convinced that their eyes were playing tricks on them. Others, however, have tried to approach the clown on foot, but none have ever made contact with it, because as you continue to get closer to the clown, it would appear farther away than before, but without moving. Nope. I'm still traumatized by the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode featuring the clown, and this story is giving me that vibe. Oof. The clown's true identity has never been revealed. Along the highway sits the Forster Mansion, which has also been known for its resident haunting, a ghost by the name of George. 
George has been seen wearing a plaid shirt, khaki pants, and a leather hat. He likes to rattle windows to get visitors' attention and often manifests along with a cloud of cigar smoke to let you know that he's there. The San Juan Capistrano area is super spooky and could probably have its own episode on the show, so if you have an experience that you'd like to share, please send it over. And finally, we're heading back to New Jersey to talk about Shades of Death Road. The name is a little on the nose because this road has a wild and dark history as well. No one is really sure how the road got its name, but it tracks. This six-mile, two-lane road runs through Liberty and Independence Townships in New Jersey and runs alongside Jenny Jump State Forest. The area's dark history dates back long before cars ever took to the road, back when criminals and bandits would lay in wait in deep brush and overtake unsuspecting victims traveling along the path. A malaria outbreak took over the area in the 1850s and became a somewhat annual thing thanks to the mosquitoes until the marshlands were drained, which eventually curbed the malaria issue. Even darker, many murders were supposedly committed on Shades of Death Road. A man was murdered over gold coins, bludgeoned with a car axe. Another man named Bill Cummins was shot near his home and buried in the mud on the side of the road. And a woman killed her husband, decapitated him, and buried his head and body on opposite sides of the road. So this is a really chill area. Many believe that this dark history is responsible for the paranormal activity that has been reported in the area. A man-made lake lies close to the road, appropriately named Ghost Lake, following the strange activity that began to occur after it was created. In the early morning hours, it's not uncommon to see strange columns and fog of fog and vapor coming from the surface of the water. Many would explain it away as the water being warmer than the air that early. But when the fog disappears completely within the blink of an eye, it tends to raise some eyebrows and the hair on the back of your neck. Other strange phenomena around the lake have been reported, including strange lights and the area around the lake being completely lit up at night as if it's the middle of the day. Shades of Death Road was featured on Haunted Highways with Jack Osborne. Check it out. It's amazing. They were changing a tire with the cameras running and were actually able to capture a shadowy figure just standing near the trees by the road. Super cash. This is a pretty common occurrence in the area. Many visitors have reported seeing shadows and ghostly apparitions near Shadows of Death Road that just vanish as you get closer. One such apparition is that of a woman named Jenny. The same Jenny that the Jenny Jump Forest was supposedly named after. The story of a woman who jumped to her death in the forest has been shared throughout the area, and visitors who have seen her apparition in the woods walking through the tree line have also seen her disappear into thin air when approached. Another common sighting along the road includes the apparition of another young woman seen in a tattered and burned prom dress walking down the middle of the road. The teenager is said to have died in a fiery car accident on prom night after her date lost control of the car. She has caused people to swerve when driving down Shades of Death Road in an attempt to miss her standing in the middle of the road. But when the terrified driver stopped to investigate, there's nothing to be found. And that's going to do it for Haunted Roads Volume 3. 
Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you enjoyed the episode and would like another round of Haunted Roads, let me know because there are a lot of them out there. (laughs) The sources for today's episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com. That will be linked to to in the show notes for you. Thank you to Wendy for sending in your story about Reader Road. We are one week, less than a week now, away from the one-year anniversary of the Haunted Corner podcast, Halloween. Halloween was the first episode also my son's birthday. Leave it to me to have a baby on Halloween. And it's a big day. I'm excited to celebrate with you all. I'm excited for the new things to come. I can't wait. I have a lot planned for it. So stay tuned. If you're enjoying the podcast, join us over on Patreon. You'll have access to early and ad-free episodes, plus exclusive Patreon content, which there will be a lot more coming in the next year. If you have a correction or a story that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please send it over. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get your social media. We're there. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.